When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Erioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Erioki, and I'm here tonight in the great outdoors once again with Whitney Willis. Hello. <laughs> Yay, Whitney's here. We've we've been having a lot of fun hanging out in the backyard recently. We have. It's so nice. It's it's very peaceful. It is. And we recently got these like torches, like the tiki torch kind of things. And I was joking in our group text, I was like, I think that the backyard now looks like an Appalachian like like you're about to get sacrificed. Yeah, like, it, it yeah. really does. It does. It's there's lots, awesome. There's so much fire back here. <laughs> yeah, like there there's are, a lot of fire. There's a lot of fire. A lot of fire going on. Lots of things you can set on fire in this backyard <laughs> and burn safely. Like it's kind yes. of crazy. But anyway, so today is kind of exciting for a couple of reasons, other than just it being the day the podcast comes out. I'm talking about the day before Thursday. So Eric Church's new single came out. Yes. And, and it's amazing. Oh my god. Okay, so, so anybody who knows me knows that I like I'm a big country music fan and um Eric Church is probably like my all-time favorite like maybe favorite artist yes. across the board. And, and it's crazy because um I feel like Eric Church was my gateway country. Yeah. Uh, because I was such like a rocker chick before. Mm-hmm. I listened to rock and metal and something mm-hmm. happened when I listened to like a wrecking ball for the first time. Yeah. I had a change of heart. Yeah, oh girl, I understand. <laughs> that song is so good. Oh my god. Yeah. If you if you've never listened to Eric Church, I always encourage people that if they have never listened to him and they don't like country music, I always recommend The Outsiders or Mr. Misunderstood. The Outsiders is my favorite because it's very like rock and roll country. It is. It is. Yeah. One of my favorite songs on that album is That's Damn Rock and Roll. Yes. That's such a good yes. song. That's and I love Broke song. Record. Yeah. Broke Record's really good too. Listen. But yeah, I just want to say I really love his new single. And if you're a country fan and you haven't heard it, you need to go listen to it because it's basically, it's called Stick That In Your Country Song. And it's basically like highlighting every single thing that is on fire in America right now Mm -hmm. that is not Mm -hmm. brought up in country music. Mm -hmm. Like, he's kind of saying that people within the Nashville community are kind of like, there's a plane above us, if you can hear it. I'm sure you can. Uh, So he's kind of like saying that everybody in the Nashville community is kind of insulated Mm -hmm. from the things that a lot of everyday Americans are experiencing right now. And it's really, really good. It's so good. I love him. Another good reason, another good thing that happened today, I got my little yellow wagon back. Oh my God. Okay. So two weeks ago I was rear-ended because I go for a drive like every single day. That's kind of my like alone time and I get my thoughts together and kind of plan out what I'm going to do for the day and just kind of get some inspiration and I love to listen to music and so I got my car back today and it's it seems so silly but 
not being able to listen to music in the car is like a really big deal to me apparently I didn't realize like how much I had missed it until today and I went driving around for like an hour and a half and that's like what has kept my sanity yeah uh through quarantine is mm-hmm. I would go on drives and yes just, like blast my music yeah windows down have you noticed okay so this is kind of funny this is like totally off topic but um I've noticed that I'll be driving and like I'll see a dude in a car and it's like we can't go to like a bar and meet anyone right now, but you'll see someone passing you on the road (laughs) and they'll look at you and it'll be like, you'll have this like moment of like, you're both looking at each other and you kind of smile and it's weird. Yes. This human moment where you're like, Hey, yes, it's super weird. It's so (laughs) weird. But yeah, so we're, we're here tonight. We are going to do some more listener stories for you guys. Um, Everybody really enjoyed that. I got a lot of really good messages about that. That was pretty cool. Um, So I've got these set up on my computer. Um, Bear with me. So we're going to start. There is a a lovely young woman named Carmen who listens to the podcast, and she was kind enough to share three separate experiences that she has had, which I was really excited about. And Whitney and I already looked at them, and they're pretty creepy. They are. They're pretty creepy. They're really good. They are otherworldly kind of, yeah, like creepy. Not like... Like, Emily's story from the last episode was totally real-world creepy. Yes. Yeah, that was super creepy. Which, by the way, I listened to the, her and her dad's episode about El Duende, mm-hmm. which, like, if you don't know what El Duende is, you should go listen to Spooky Space and okay. check out their episodes. Really, I'm it's cute. I really, really liked it. It's a good episode. Um, so, anyway, let's, get, let's just get right into it, and we're going to start with Carmen's first story. So, so, here's her email. Hello, my name is Carmen, and I have lived in OKC my whole life. I have always been interested in the paranormal, and I really enjoy the podcast. Okay, so I have a few short, spooky stories to share. And she's got three. Um, Whitney and I have looked at them, and they're really good. They are really good. They're good. Okay, so first one is about um, an apartment that she and her husband lived in on Northwest 12th and Villa in Oklahoma City. Um, So here we go. The building was built in 1926 and had four apartments, two downstairs and two upstairs. There was a back door to each apartment and one front door that led to each apartment um, and a staircase to the two top apartments. Um, and I I can actually really picture this because I had a friend right after high school who lived in one of those like four. Pl- you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. How it's like, yeah, it's like the two on bottom, two on top or four mm-hmm. on bottom, four on top kind yeah. of thing in Oklahoma City, like the historical kind of uh, situation. So that's what I'm picturing as I'm as I'm hearing this. Um Now, this front door was very large, old, made of wood, and after walking in, you were met with old red carpet and a tall staircase with old wooden handrail. I always thought this entryway was so odd-looking as it just looked like stepping back in time. However, I never felt any negative energy, even though it looked like something straight out of a haunted house. Being an old building with old hardwood floors, you could always hear when someone else was home or would come home. Plus, you would know because we all shared parking in the back of the building. One day, I got home from work, and I remember no one else was home, no cars in back, no noises coming from other rooms. I was alone, and I sat down on the couch. I had not turned on the TV or music and was just looking at my phone. It was quiet until all of a sudden I heard loud classical piano playing from the apartment above me. I kind of sat up and looked around and listened. It sounded like a real piano, too, which I had never, ever heard before in that building. I stood up, went to my apartment front door, opened it, and out in, went out into the entryway. As soon as I opened my door and looked out, the piano just stopped. I shut my door and immediately went to look out my back door to see if anybody else was there. No one else was home. Never heard it again after that. Wow. That is spooky. Yeah. Yeah, I... Oh, my God. Okay, so my neighbors have a, <laughs> um, like, a 
basically if you have you ever been to Remington Park yes. and like the horse yes. running area whatever the hell that's called the track okay so my neighbors like to the east actually have like a giant um like horse running area paddock thing I don't know if they show show horses or what the deal is but anyway it has these three stadium lights and as I was reading the very last bit of that <laughs> All three of those lights just came on. Yes. And so I straight up thought that we were about to like. Right in our faces. I thought it was aliens. <laughs> honestly. I thought it was aliens. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised either. <laughs> My favorite thing that I've seen um, meme wise as far as like a- the alien situation goes with coronavirus <laughs> is uh, there was this guy who made a TikTok video um, and he was staring in the mirror and he said, he said, just for posterity, I want you to know this is how crazy 2020 has been they just released info about the aliens and i don't care right like no one cares for real no one cares cares. it's like it was a headline for like half a second i think (laughs) but yeah so uh my neighbors scared the ever living shit out of me just now um that's fun times living in the country guys also you may hear fireworks at any point tonight because everybody's apparently doing a dry run of the fourth of july which is another exciting part of living in the country Mm -hmm. um is it gunshots or fireworks it's our favorite game it's our favorite game yep that's right so yeah um hearing a sound okay so this made me think of one time now the neighbors turned off their horse lights okay so i don't know what's going on over there i'm a little bit scared um so anyway one time shortly after my dad died i remember so like you know how when you know someone really well you can you know what their footsteps sound like. Yes. You know what like yes. you know what it sounds like when your mom is moving around the house versus your dad. Yes. You know what I mean? And I know when Georgia is walking right. versus when Dixon is walking. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do cuz isn't <laughs> yes. isn't Georgia like very heavy-footed? She's so heavy-footed. Yeah. Like she's like which is crazy because she's tiny. I know, like she's, she's so skinny lovely. and little, and yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I my dad had a very specific way of walking, and I remember one day. I swear to God, I heard him walking down the hall after he died. Wow. Um, and so I, and I was home alone and it was one of those things where, you know, you know, no one else is in the house. Right. You know, it's not yeah. like you mishearing something. Right. And, oh God, that was, yeah. So I can't even imagine like hearing piano music, knowing that your neighbors don't have a piano. Right. Like that's kind of terrifying. <laughs> but yeah. So, okay. So here's Carmen's second story. Um And this is about her parents' house. So here we go. In my early 20s, I moved back home with my parents. One night, I got home late and everyone was asleep. I was at our kitchen stove making something to eat. The wall to the left of the stove had a cutout where my parents had hung a curtain and where you could see through to the adjacent room. Uh, Standing at the stove, no one else is awake. House is silent. I was looking down, stirring the pot, pretty sure I was making ramen noodles, which, like, ramen noodles are the best. Like, so good. Um... And all of a sudden, the curtain moves forward, far, catching my attention immediately. And I look up and watch it move, and then it falls back to place. House is still silent. It looks straight up as if someone was pulling it. Immediately, I walked into the other room um, on the other side of the curtain to see if it was our cat, but he was not there. I looked to see if any of the windows were open, and they were all closed. The house did not have central heat and air, so that wasn't the issue either. Totally creeped me out. That was my only experience in that house. But this is the part that really spooks me. Okay. My parents still live there. And my dad told me once that when they moved in, he used to hear children laughing in that back room. So I'm I'm assuming this back room is the same room where, like, I'm guessing, like, the curtain is right here. And, like, she's right here. 
and then the, the kid that room where yeah. the children laughing yeah. is like through the curtain oh my yeah. god Ugh. carmen that is like oh yeah i i think there's probably not a whole lot that would be worse than hearing a child laughing when there is right? no child right? around you know what i mean For real yeah that's like i mean there's a reason they put that in like every scary movie why is that like why is it that kids are like so scary in horror movies i don't know i wonder if it goes back to like because you know how people are always saying like on paranormal shows and stuff that demons will disguise themselves as a child yeah maybe so and i think part of it is like the most innocent thing you can think of is a human child that that's it you know the innocence yes they're supposed to be this like innocent right yes i just got chills yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so it's like to think of that being perverted into this is this demonic evil entity right is even more like insidious yes 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 oh my god okay can we talk for just a second about the fact that in in, was it in insidious y'all hear that that's this is this is you're getting the experience of living in the country right now that is some that, that kind was fi- of that's fireworks. fireworks. I see yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so in Insidious, you know how the guy, um, there's that one scene when the demon thing like pops out to the oh, side. Yeah, like you in know? the room. Yes. yes. Like it's like, and it's so low key. Yes. Like it's, you're not expecting it at all. Yes. That scene has stayed with me for years Same. after seeing that movie. Same. Like I, I think about it probably more than is normal same for someone who's not even that big of a fan of that movie right but yeah so that i mean insidious is really really creepy um but yeah so carmen i don't know i don't know about these children laughing in that back room that sounds like a problem that sounds like a big problem (laughs) yeah i would i think at that point it's like um it's like the snake situation here uh i think i talked about that last time but basically uh if that would be the point at which I'm like, well, we're just going to have to burn the whole house. Like, yep. like mm-hmm. with the snake, that's yep. basically what's happening. Um, okay. So her third story, this one I'm really excited about because Whitney and I can relate. Um, so during my teens, I slightly dabbled with witchcraft. When I say slightly, I mean slightly. I checked out books from the library and read them. And that was about it. I never read incantations or anything being raised Christian. This was definitely spooky stuff for me. Me, my younger sister and a friend obtained a Ouija board from Spencer's at the mall. I believe it glowed in the dark, which I love so much. Do you remember my glow in the dark Ouija board? <laughs> yes. yes. Didn't we get it at like Walmart or Target yes, girl, or something? Yes, we did. We yes. did. And we would take it and we would, um, we would take it out to the racetrack. Do you remember yes. that? Because like my high school boyfriend, he was a race car driver. And so like, while that was going on, I guess like when he wasn't racing, we would go out to the parking lot and me and Whitney would get it and like hold it up against my headlights <laughs> To make it glow, and then we would get in the car and play with it, like yeah. like a couple of weirdos. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so great. That's one of my favorite memories. That's like, Same. I imagine the people that saw us doing that were probably horrified. Oh, I'm sure. I I'm I sure can't imagine it. that they liked that that we were a hit. I oh, can't yeah. imagine it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so Carmen and uh, they get this Ouija board from Spencer's, which I think is the most charming part of this story. Yes. Oh my god, a June bug just like buzzed me. Okay, so before I go any further. I have an irrational phobia of June bugs because one got like trapped in the little like pocket. Like I clamped it down my neck on my shoulder when I was a child and I trapped a June bug there. And like, I find them horrific. I don't like them. I think they are disgusting. I don't know what purpose they serve. So if you know what purpose they serve and you want to educate me, feel free to message me, but I hate them more than any other bug on this planet. Same. Probably more than spiders. Like I, I think they're disgusting. So anyway, one just like, 
tried to kill me. Um, anyway, okay, so we're on her uh, third story. So they're dabbling a little bit with witchcraft, and they get this Ouija board from Spencer's. Um, we were in the very back room of our house, different house than the story above, and decided to play with it during the middle of the day. We did not even make it past one or two questions before we heard the tiniest noise, and we all freaked out and ran out. Um, so the next day was Sunday and we went to church with my mom. She always begged us to go and it seemed the older we got, the less we wanted to be there, but we went with her. I can't remember if this happened at the beginning or end of the service, but me, my sister and my friend were kind of talking amongst ourselves when a woman just walked on stage to the pastor and asked if she could speak. She said something. This is, this kind of is creepy to me. She said something similar to God had spoken to her and wanted her to give a message. Similar to God. So not God, but similar to God. Right. That is, I, can you imagine if you were like at a church service and some person just like gets up and they're like, I just got a message from this thing that's like God, but not God. And I need to tell you, like, that'd be unnerving. I think that'd be scary. Um, So anyway, uh, she pretty much gave a warning to people that she felt were attempting to contact the other side. So basically, like, Carmen got called out without knowing that this, like, this lady knowing anything. Um, It wasn't our place as people to mess around with that, is what the woman said. We were still kind of not paying attention until she very clearly said, quote, And if you are messing around with Ouija boards, you need to stop. It is not a game, and it is dangerous. Uh, end quote. When she said Ouija, we all got quiet and immediately looked towards the stage and listened. WTF is exactly what we were thinking. We were all shocked, and this was so bizarre as I had never seen slash heard anything like that before. I have gone to this church my whole life, and this was not normal for any of the services. Maybe it was how we were dressed or makeup, just a coincidence, but maybe not. When I got home that day, I got rid of everything that I had read slash collected at that point that felt like it that felt like it could hold quote power I guess uh the experience scared the f out of me and I never messed with any of that stuff again uh she says though she still enjoys ghost shows though um uh, but after having kids I stopped watching a lot of that stuff that I used to um but yeah so oh she said I still enjoy spooky stuff but only to a certain extent that's that's understandable oh my gosh yeah so I talked a little bit about this in the episode with my mom, but all of my Ouija experiences for the most part were with you. Yes. Like pretty much. Same. All of mine were with you. Yeah. And I think, um, I'm trying to remember. It seems like one time, didn't we think that we like had somebody on the line basically? I think so. Like a young boy or something like that. Like yes. it was something like, yes. I, I want to say he had a German name. Yes. Yes. Lechny. Yes. It was Lechny. Yes. I yeah. remember that. I don't know why. Oh my I God. That's that. crazy. Okay. Yeah. I do remember that. That is wild. Um, yeah, I wanna I wanna do an episode like where we play with a Ouija board and like do something with it, but like, you know, like my mom said, this is twenty twenty and you don't want to tempt fate. Well, maybe so, next year. Maybe next year. We'll we'll put that on the on the back burner. <laughs> so yeah, so um and then we got a message from Dan from yes. Newcastle Nightmare, which, first of all, um, tell the funny story you were telling me. Okay, so at Newcastle Nightmare, um, it's a pretty big, like, piece of land. Yeah, Um, it is. So we keep in communication with each other Mm -hmm. all night. So, like, if something weird happens, we, like, text each other, and then Mm -hmm. we notify people in our area, like, hey, this is going on, you know, something weird happened. So, and um, it's kind of like, it feels like it's out in the middle of nowhere, even though yes, it's not. It's not. It's, it's right off the highway. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, so it's not in the middle of nowhere, but you do feel like it's it's like a wooded area. You drive down a dirt yeah, road and you drive in this road. little gravel, like, yes. yeah, it's spooky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
previously we've changed up the trail since then but previously i was all by myself in this area oh. um and uh, across the there was like a little fence and then across from the fence was the cemetery mm-hmm. and my friend cassidy worked in the cemetery and um he had come over to me uh, across the fence and he was like hey just want to let you know i just got a message and apparently there is a big wild animal <laughs> that is wandering around oh that's just what you want to hear exactly. that's just what you want to yes, hear exactly so um he's like yeah so there's this big wild animal that's uh wandering around in the pasture out there so just like kind of keep a lookout you <laughs> know be careful yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was in my area and I was just sitting waiting um, to get customers uh, mm-hmm. walk through the trail. Um, and I, I see this like rustling around. Oh, God. And keep in mind, there's little like like stalks of wheat out there that yeah. like it, that keep, mm-hmm. it, it makes it hard from seeing anything. Yeah. So um, across from where I was, there was like those and then um, like big trees and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't really see anything, but I heard the rustling. Ugh. And then. Which in and of itself, like something <laughs> right. rustling, you don't so want to hear that. in my mind, I'm like, this is how I die. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Like I'm going to be attacked <laughs> yeah. by a wild animal at Newcastle Nightmare. Yeah. But anyways, it's like out from the out from the trees comes mm-hmm. Dan and he's like walking or he's like got this big old pack of water on his back. Oh my God. And so he's like, cause he comes out and passes water out to us. Yeah. Cause it's really hot. Yeah. And yeah, so the wild animal is Dan. Everybody had seen him yeah. and they're like, yeah. oh, guys, Everybody's there's like, something out there. There's a wild animal out there. But yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. Oh my God. Okay. So Dan sent us in a story about something that happened out there that actually was creepy. Yes. So this is, this is pretty creepy. Okay. So this is from a message that he sent to Whitney. I'm going to read it. This is the story of what happened at Newcastle Nightmare. I would file this one under strange and unexplainable. A few years ago, during October, on either a Friday or Saturday night, we were open for the haunt season. I got a call from one of my actors, Scarecrow Costume, that they had seen or heard some people on our neighbor's property, which is a sod farm. Um, We have had in the past people, not customers, cut across our neighbor's property to trespass on our own, which I can totally imagine. Like, I imagine y'all get that Mm -hmm. pretty frequently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, So another employee, Russell M., and I grabbed our flashlights and headed to where the people were seen. We could make out their silhouettes near an area that had a few rows of round bales, uh, bales of hay. We turned off our flashlights to use the dark to our advantage. As we got close to the round bales, we could see a shadowy silhouette on top of them. So we decided to go to the opposite end of the row to cut off the would-be trespasser's escape route. We turned our flashlights to illuminate slash surprise the trespasser, only to find as soon as our light hit the shadowy figure, it disappeared. To this day, I still cannot explain what we saw. That is crazy. I love that. I love it so too. much. And keep in mind, this is the only story that he could think of to, to yeah. tell. Yeah. Because there hasn't been anything like super spooky that's right. happened yeah. out there. Because it's, yeah. you know, just a haunted trail. Right. And how long has he been doing it? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. A long time. Long time. Yeah. Long I time. mean, I know you've been working there. I for... bet this will be my fourth year. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, quite a while. Yeah. And Newcastle Nightmare, it's so much fun. I actually got to work there last year for one mm-hmm. night. Um, because mm-hmm. you, let's see, was it, it, it wasn't the same night. I don't know. Why were we, we were really shorthanded. We yeah. had like a whole bunch of people that just like, and we went to fuzzies to... beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. We went to yeah. fuzzies beforehand. Yep. Yeah. And I got to be, I got to be in the uh, cemetery. I was like a um, 
I guess like a grave digger kind of a person and I like Mm -hmm. got to follow people and I would drag my shovel behind me yes girl people went nuts like that terrified them it It is like it brings the most joy it's crazy like you're scaring the shit out of somebody yeah you are so happy like oh my god yeah makes you happy it reminds me of that show I I keep I keep telling everybody to watch this like I always do I'm always like anytime I see something I'm like you gotta watch this (laughs) um but that haunters documentary on Netflix did you ever watch that no you totally should it's all about the haunted house industry and it's all about like um I think there was a whole bunch of stuff going around back last October about like I think it's called McCamey Manor Mm -hmm. in where the hell ever it is I'm not sure where it is Mm -hmm. but he's the guy who like he only charges you a bag of dog food to Mm -hmm. get in Mm -hmm. and basically tortures you for eight hours wow yeah it's like I watching that documentary and watching that guy because like his big thing is he wants to get it all on film like Mm -hmm. your reactions to everything Mm -hmm. And they do things like make people throw up mm-hmm. and like stuff that I am not, I'm not sure that that is a haunted house. I think this might be more like living out some very messed up fantasies right. kind of a thing, you know, like, cause when they were in the way that he could like legally act them out. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, this is what happens right before you become a serial killer. <laughs> right. Like, you know, it's very, it's very scary. Um, they were talking to his wife in one of the scenes in the documentary and um, she was like, Please forgive me if I've told this on the podcast before because I'm not sure if I had. But they were asking her, you know, what do you think the worst thing is that could happen here? Because they do it at their house. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, in their garage. It's tiny space. Uh So, like, the only things they're doing are basically, like, torturing people. It's it's awful. Like, there was video of it. He takes so much video. And then he just, like edits the video for hours and just watches it it's really weird okay super weird so his wife they're interviewing him and they're like what do you think the worst thing is that could happen here and she said you want me to say that on camera and she was like i'm not gonna say that wow yeah and i was like girlfriend like if you are scared oh yeah no this is not extreme that's scary i enjoy scaring people because people paid to become exactly come and be scared it's an entertainment thing yes yeah you're entertaining them like and there was a lady on there who talked about that she was like saying what a problem she had with the extreme haunt places Mm -hmm. because she was like it's like if you're a cat playing with a mouse it's not any fun if the mouse can't get away you know Uh, like she was like i like my people to be able to run from me and get away from me and me not terrorize them like i want to scare them i want to give them a little you know whatever but oh my god like yeah there's some oh god i i i don't know what's gonna happen with that place but i think i think something will come of that that's a little intense it is it's scary if y'all have not seen it i encourage you to go watch it i think it's on netflix still um another show i'm you know because i'm i recommend shows all the time now because of the pandemic i guess uh i watched hate thy neighbor Uh which i would invite you if you were a white person to watch that because especially if you have not been around enough people of color to experience racism secondhand Mm -hmm. through them Mm -hmm. i feel like it's a very good show especially for white people who just aren't exposed to that very Mm -hmm. much because it's very like the first episode was super hard to watch because it's this um comedian he's half black and he's british and his name is jamali maddox and he's hilarious oh my god he's so funny but he goes and he interviews white supremacists he's a black man interviewing white supremacists i mean it's uncomfortable yeah like and watching it it. is rough 
but I mean, not nearly as rough as it is for him to actually do it. But I would encourage anybody to watch it. It's fascinating and also very educational and timely. Um, good stuff in that documentary. Also, he's very, very funny. Very funny guy. I would totally go see him do stand up. He's great. Mm. But yeah. But anyway, so that's my that's my show recommendation for you guys <laughs> for this week. Um, but yeah, we got one more. And this one is from one of my favorite listeners of the whole history of the podcast. One of Whitney's favorite listeners. It's Brienne. Yay! Brienne, yes. we love Brienne. Yep, we love you, Brienne. Oh, we love you so much. And she sent the sweetest note at the bottom of this email. Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it. I was kind of I I read it and Whitney was sitting here and I was in shock so much that I had to tell Whitney. You still made my day with that meme. Like that was just the best thing ever. Oh yeah, Brienne. Yeah, the meme that she the made. Meme. That was so great. It was the best. That was great. We need more memes. We need more memes. <laughs> okay. Send us memes. So, uh, and Brienne is also the host of Vigils in the Dark. She's one of the three hosts of that show, um, which if you guys, you guys have heard me talk about it, you've heard the trailer on Irioki and stuff like that, but go check it out. It's really, really it good. amazing. They did a very high quality production with that. Um, so anyway, she's got some stories about when she was living in North Carolina. Um, so in 2006, my husband and I separated and I, with our two children, moved to a cute little yellow house in downtown Raleigh. So first of all, I'm already sold. It's a little yellow house, mm. which is basically my house on Animal Crossing. Mm -hmm. Little yellow house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you are a friend of mine on Animal Crossing, I need to tell you that I started my island over because I'm crazy. <laughs> and so that's why I'm no longer on your friends list. I wasn't deleting people. <laughs> like, I just started my island over. Okay. So little yellow house. Um, let's see. The house was new construction, but it was situated in a neighborhood that is known as the oldest settled property in Wake County. In the 1700s, the land was a corn plantation that be belonged to the Mordecai family. Or actually, I'm sorry, Mordecai. Okay, yeah, good thing Brienne put the pronunciation in there because I totally did not <laughs> say it the right way. Um, the Mordecai family and the home of the Mordecais still sits in the neighborhood and is now a historic park. So it's like a cool historic neighborhood. Yeah. Um, the day I got the keys to the house, my nine-year-old daughter insisted she help me. I had her two-year-old brother stay with their father until we got the place settled. We were very excited to move into such a cool area, walking distance to the Mordecai Historic Park, which my family had frequently visited, and close enough to smell the fresh Krispy Kreme donuts on Peace Street, which that's uh, fresh donuts. Oh, yeah. You can't beat that smell. Oh, yeah. Oh. After we moved everything in, I told my daughter to get a few things in her room put away and get ready for bed as I settled onto the couch to relax with a book before retiring for the night. The house is two stories, and my daughter's room was directly over the living room. I could hear her moving around frantically, back and forth, and I just figured she was trying to get all of her things put away before going to bed. The heavy walking was getting faster and louder, and I found myself staring up at the ceiling, wondering what in the world the child was doing. While I was staring at the ceiling, listening to the thumping, I heard a voice to the right of me at the bottom of the stairs say, Mom. When I turned to look, I saw my daughter standing there, and she asked if she could sleep in my room because it sounded like there was someone in her room. Ugh. 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 This was the first day we lived there. The first day. Right? Like, what goes through your head when you just move into this place right off the bat? Like, you're not even settled. Your right. stuff is not even in the yes. closet. And you're like, I straight up think this place is haunted. Right? And I had no idea before I moved in here. Great. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'd be freaking out. Um so this was the first day that we lived there, and we truly believe the place is haunted. Some of the strange things that followed were my daughter regularly hearing her name called, 
My son seeing a boy named Andrew who lived in the hallway, light switches would flip back on after they were just turned off, and a pile of books was slammed to the floor in the kitchen when I was the only person home. Oh, gosh. My son and I also saw an apparition of a man on two different occasions. We knew we weren't alone in the house, but we never felt afraid. We actually felt at home in the little yellow house and missed living in such a great place. Um, that That's really good that she feels that way about it. I'm glad because... Um, I mean, it sounds like it, there was nothing, like, malevolent or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, because it like, could have totally been, like, Amityville Horror. Right, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That... I remember one time... Um, have you ever, like, been sleeping? Like, you're kind of... You know that state where you're, like, kind of halfway asleep? You're kind of waking up a little bit, but you're still pretty asleep and, like... Like sleep paralysis? No, like, like in, the, okay. in the morning. Okay. Like, when you're waking up in the morning and you're still kind of, like... Yeah. My alarm yeah. has gone off, but mm-hmm. I'm not quite awake mm-hmm. yet. I'm drifting in and out, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. One time, I, this was after my grandma died. I was laying in bed, and it was kind of that sort of thing. I'd stayed up really, really late that night, and I was drifting in and out of sleep, like, um, around 9 in the morning. And I swear to God, I heard her call my name. And wow. Yeah, and I remember, like, I remember just kind of brushing it off to myself, like, afterwards. But I remember it being very... Um, the kind of thing where it was really intense. Like it felt like it was really her. Yeah. And that was, that was just like crazy. Also there was, um, okay. So on the sleep paralysis episode that I sleep demons episode that I did with Lauren Smith. Um, so I talked a little bit about lucid dreaming. This just popped into my head because, uh, this was something that involved my grandma too and lucid dreaming. So one time a few years ago, and I think I've told you this story before. Um, I had a dream. I was standing in my mom's bathroom and my grandma was standing there and I knew I was dreaming. Like I knew that this, Mm -hmm. I knew she was dead. I knew Mm -hmm. that this was a dream. Um, and she reached out And one of the things that my grandma would always do, like, this is a gesture that anyone who knew her knew she did this. When she talked to you, she wanted to grab your hand. Mm. She wanted to grab your Mm -hmm. wrist. She wanted to touch you Mm -hmm. while she talked to you. And in the dream, she reached out and she grabbed my wrist and she said, tell your mother I'm proud of her and everything's going to be okay. Wow. Yeah. And this was after my dad had died. Like, yeah, it was, it was like, and what was crazy was the dream for me it didn't like have a profound emotional effect on me. Right. But when I relate it to my mother. Right. She sobbed. Wow. She was like, I needed to hear that. Like I needed wow. to hear that right now. And so, I mean, I think that I was thinking about this as I was driving today. Cause I feel like I go back and forth between being super skeptical and then being like, there's no way this stuff isn't real. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be mm-hmm. like, I was thinking about the psychic who told me I have a sister mm-hmm. when I didn't know I had right. a sister. I like, I don't know. I just like, the way I feel, I feel like there is, like, we're so small on the mm-hmm. scale of yeah, of everything. Right. And, like, to me, I have a hope. I would hope that there's something much bigger out there. Same. You know. Yes. That, it, that we don't understand. Yeah. Same. Oh, I agree completely. Yeah. I think, I really hope there is, like, an afterlife. And mm-hmm. I think there is. I, mm-hmm. I do think there is. Because yeah. I think that some of the experiences that I have had and just like with psychics or mediums or like we had a medium come to the house one time and do a reading for my whole family. And like, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's just stuff that stuff that you can't explain. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like Dan said, like, yeah, file this under unexplainable events, like the strange and unexplained. Yeah. It is. It's weird. Like, it's so weird to think that, um, 
we are like we live in this society where everything is civilized but that's all just very like you know we're kind of kidding ourselves mm-hmm. because the world is still wild like oh, there yeah. are still like there's a virus out there yeah. right now that could kill you you know yeah. like and and just and because we're in a civilized society doesn't mean it goes away exactly and know? i think that like with with the experiences with like the virus and mm-hmm. stuff like that we like it can be taken away so quickly yeah yeah like we can it's crazy we can go from a civilized society to mm-hmm. just yeah having nothing mm-hmm. and i think that that's part of it like we we kind of live in this like structured society where we're not encouraged to think about the things like there being an afterlife or, um, unless you're thinking of it in a very like Christian Judeo Christian norm kind of way, like that's encouraged, but it's not so much encouraged. Like when you're looking into things like what we talk about on this podcast, but, um, I definitely, I think there's, I think there's some, there's gotta be something. There's gotta be, there's gotta be something. There's gotta be. There does. Yeah. So yeah. So that's, that's all the stories I have for you guys tonight. Um, Thank you for being here, Whitney. And Thank you for having me. I am really excited. I'm not going to make Whitney say it on air because I don't want to put any pressure on her. But um, she picked a date for when she's going to release her podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stay on top of her on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm real excited about that. And it's going to be pretty soon. Yeah. I mean, relatively really soon. soon. Yeah. 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 So uh, Night of the Groovy Podcast at Night of the Groovy Podcast on Instagram. Yes. Yes. Is it the same on Facebook? Same on Facebook. Same mm-hmm. on Facebook. Follow those. Uh, yes. Whitney's going to be getting up to a lot of fun shenanigans this year um anyway follow uh irioki on instagram at irioki facebook is the same and i have got irioki.com up and running it is amazing it is it's really cool i was so happy yeah it's it's so cool whitney really encouraged me to do that and i've actually got uh signed books for sale on irioki.com go by five yeah go by five that's right (laughs) yeah please do and to everyone who's already bought one like you guys are awesome i thank you so much and there's a little bit of a delay with the shipping um for printing them right now but you guys will get them in a couple weeks it's it's just taking a little bit um, so yeah, go to irioki.com, check it out. There's a couple of signed different books and I'm working on some new projects. So that's, I think that's about all I've got for you guys. Yeah. You got anything else? No, that's it. All right. Y'all stay spooky. Bye.